This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. Back with episode 151 of the Clay Young Show here on Podcast225.com. One of my favorite shows, I love them all, but man, I really enjoy it when this guy is a guest on the show, and I'm looking forward to the conversation with David Savona, the executive editor of Cigar Aficionado magazine, off the hills, uh, heels rather, of their top 25 edition, their top 25 cigars of 2017. They go through an exhaustive process of choosing and what is, in their opinion, the top 25 cigars on the market. And it is all over their publication, a publication this this year that is adorned on the cover with an homage to Animal House. <laughs> it's got Animal House, America's epic comedy celebrates 40 years. 40 years. Can you imagine that? And in this edition, you will find, as always, stories about fine premium cigars, fine premium libations, vacations, cars, clothing, everything the good life, which is why I enjoy every time I get a new edition of Cigar Aficionado magazine. I get it at the office and at the house and... I really enjoy flipping through it. Uh, we, we And I'm going to ask David about the previous cover that had Michael Jordan on it. I think Jordan's been on the cover twice. And the difference between this time and the first time Jordan was in the publication, and both times he was interviewed by Marvin Schenken, who is the the publisher of Cigar Aficionado magazine and the Wine Spectator, uh, the difference this time is that there is a video interview to accompany it, and you can go on to their website, CigarAficionado.com, and watch the video with MJ being interviewed by Marvin, and it is some good, good stuff. He lets his hair down, so to speak, and they really relax and get into good conversation over <laughs> what looked to be several cigars and, uh, and some libations there, and I'll ask Dave about that in our discussion. I thought this show would be the perfect one to announce this year's military fundraiser that is centered around great cigars and great camaraderie. I call the event Smoke Em If You Got Em. This will be the fifth year of the event, the fifth year anniversary of Smoke Em If You Got Em, and it will be again at Ben 77 in Perkins Row. This year will also feature a brand new title sponsor, and I cannot wait to announce that to you. It's already been preliminarily confirmed, but we're trying to save some details to roll out at the same time. Some things from last year are going to be there again this year. In fact, for the past couple of years, we have had a patriotic pastry dessert station that's coming back. Last year was the first year we had a grill station uh, provided by Insurance Procurement Services and my friend Brian Bennett there, and that thing was a hit last year. That will be back again this year. Of course, great cigars that come with the cost of admission, and Taya Kyle is returning because, again, this year, the event will benefit the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. Taya was here last year and got a chance to meet many of you at the event, and she's coming again. And for those of you who were at the event last year, you remembered it poured. It rained so hard, but nobody left. I mean, we're standing out there uh, talking to the crowd, cowering under a tent with the lightning standing in a puddle, and it didn't really matter, man. We had a good time. Well, this year... Even if it rains, it won't be a problem because Brian Dykes over at Ben 77 told me this a few months ago, and I'm telling you now, this is going to be great. There will be a covering over the courtyard. So now, if you're out there, there's a covering over the courtyard that will allow ventilation for the cigar smokers, but also cover you from the rain. We will indeed have the live and silent auction again this year. Fantastic items. 
We'll have the same auctioneer again this year who did a great job last year, and I'm looking forward to it. So the date on the event is May 20th, Sunday, May 20th at 5 p.m. in Ben 77 in Perkins Row, benefiting the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. So save the date right now, Sunday, May 20th in Ben 77, 5 o'clock, the fifth anniversary of Smoke 'em If You Got 'em. How about that? So looking forward to seeing many of you there again. Last year was a big event. I mean, they've all been great. And this year, I, I expect the event to be even bigger because it's the fifth one. But hey, I'm always looking for bitter, bigger and better every year, and I think it's going to be great. Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk to a lot of the other sponsors. Geico is in as well. Geico was with us last year. Actually, I'm, as, as I record this open, I'm sitting with them. They're coming to meet me at my office tomorrow to talk about what that's going to look like this year. But they're excited about being back involved. And so, again, I'll have a full list of some of the sponsors who are going to be coming back. And, you know, th- this is the thing about this event that I'm most proud of. And before I get to that, I, let me say I'm very proud of the atmosphere, the, the enthusiasm of the crowd, the camaraderie that we share there. I, I love the fact that so many people come. Some people have come and, and, and supported the event by being there themselves. Some have come and brought veterans. Some have bought tickets to give away to veterans that they know either in their companies or in their neighborhoods. And I'm so proud of that. But the, the number one thing about this event that I really take pride in saying is 100% of the proceeds go to the organizations we support. When you buy a ticket online, that money goes directly to the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. When you buy a ticket at the door at the event, that money, 100% of it, goes to the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. When someone sponsors the event, in other words, when the title sponsor writes their check to cover the title sponsorship package and all that it entails, that money, they write that check to the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. No one writes a check to Clay Young Enterprises. That, to me, is what I'm so proud of, that we all put in the work and we work our butts off for this event and leading up to this event, but that we do it and we can honestly say we give them all the money. And it's legit. Love that. At the event, there are people there from Chris Kyle Frog Foundation that accept the cash or checks or you know swipe with the debit card at the auction. I mean, so much so that when you buy an auction item, the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation takes, you know, you pay them, you pay them for the item, and they pay the consignment cost directly to the uh, provider of the auction items. Credibility matters, and I'm so proud of that. And this is the fifth year we've done it that way. And as long as I'm doing this event, that's the way I intend it to be. So I hope to see you there and that you will save the date for Sunday, May 20th at Ben 77 in Perkins Row. And come on out and meet Taya Kyle and have a great cigar and enjoy some great stories and have a great time. We'll get Angie Bush back out there again who sang the national anthem last year and tore it down. We'll get her back there again this year, and I'm looking forward to seeing you there. So all this talk about cigars and smoke them if you got them has me really in the mood to talk to my buddy David Savona, the executive editor of Cigar Aficionado magazine, and we will do that on the other side of this quick break. Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. 
Clay Young here with Brian Lowe with Brian Lowe Financial and online at brianlowfinancial.com. Brian, you talk about goal setting and resolutions for the new year. Lots of people don't start because they don't know where to start. Where would you recommend someone starting? Well, the first step is pick up the phone. Yep. The question is, you know, you're a business owner or you're an employee mm-hmm. or you're a doctor or a nurse mm-hmm. or a teacher. Once I know that, the question is, what do you think your next step is? Do you want to take a class okay. or do you want to come see me directly for a one-hour visit? Okay. I got to tell you, a lot of physicians a lot of professionals, a lot of attorneys, they don't want to take a class. Uh, they want to come in directly to see me. Well, it right. is a mini class. Yeah. I'm going to get on the board and draw this out for you. Yes. So whether you do a group classroom session or you do an individual class with me, either way, we're going to get you through it. Uh, it's going to be a two or three meeting session. And then by the end of that time period, we'll have a d- true direction where you're going, a right. roadmap, an income plan on top of that. You don't have to feel left out in the dark. Call Brian Lowe with Brian Lowe Financial and he'll get the business done for you. Welcome back to The Clay Young Show. Back with Dave Savona, who is the executive editor of Cigar Aficionado magazine. As we always say, it is the preeminent magazine and publication with everything to do with what's great in life for men. It's the Good Life magazine. It's cigars. It's libations. It's vacations. It's cars. It's everything. They seem to have more fun doing this than anyone that I know of has doing anything else. And He's in his he's in the smoke room now as we speak. What's that like, man? Walking from your office over to the smoke room to light one up while you get a little work done. Well, the smoke room is great, but it is work for us. We come down here, the tasting panel members come down to the smoking room to evaluate the cigars that go into Cigar Vision Auto magazine and Cigar Insider newsletter. Uh, it, it is it is great. We do love smoking cigars here at the magazine, but some, it is work too. They're not always the the cigar you want to smoke. They're the cigars you have to smoke. <laughs> so um, uh, just earlier before I got on the phone with you, Clay, I, I, I rated and uh, reviewed cigar number 82. Uh, I'm holding it in my hand now. I don't know what it is. Uh, at this point, I've already scored it, so now I'm enjoying it. Wow! It was a nice it was a nice cigar, uh, but it's a, this is a great place to sit and relax and have a good smoke. Uh, whether it is to review them like we do all the time here or to entertain certain guests from the cigar industry who come by. Uh, that's when we sit and have smokes at, the, at our leisure rather than uh, doing them for reviews. So this is perfect then. The the current publication talks about the top 25 cigars of 2017, and you are currently in the process of, of reviewing one now. Talk with people who may not have heard our previous podcast about this. What is that process of reviewing Certainly. So every issue of the magazine has roughly 80 or so cigars, and we have a tasting coordinator who goes out and buys cigars at retail uh, in New York City. He gets some by mail order, too, and he assembles a tasting based around uh, six different sizes of cigars uh, that add up to about 80, like I said, passes them out to the editors who are on the tasting panel. Uh, He creates a code, uh, so he removes the identifying bands on all of those cigars and puts a, a number. In the case of the one that I have here in front of me, it's number 82. And uh, we get those cigars, we rate them, and we score them on appearance, construction, flavor, and overall, imp- uh, overall uh, performance, giving them a score of up, uh, you know, up to 100 points on our 100-point scale. And uh, at the end, the scores are averaged and a final score is given. The tasting coordinator who passes out the cigars is not a member of the panel because even though he would forget what cigar number 82 is, he could conceivably know what it is. So for that reason, he cannot participate in the tasting. And what we try to do is take away any subjective impressions that the band would give us. So I don't know whether this cigar number 82 was rolled in Cuba, the Dominican Republic, Honduras, Nicaragua. I don't know who made it. Uh, I don't know the blend, and I don't know the price. And what happens in a situation like this is at the end of the day, uh, the cigar speaks for itself. So a cigar that might retail for 5 6 or $7 could very well, and often does, uh, outscore a cigar that might retail for 15 or even $20 or more. So it's a great way to really see what a cigar is like uh, while taking all these other things out of the equation, brand, history, price, uh, the legend uh, or uh, non-legend of the people behind it and that sort of thing. And we've been doing that for since the very beginning of the magazine more than 25 years ago. How long does the process generally take you on one cigar? It takes a while. You know, it, it, a smaller cigar is quicker, of course. 
but a bigger cigar, uh, I don't know, it could take, you know, 40 minutes or so. Just you, you need to get the cigar fully lit to let the flavors begin to warm up. Uh, we don't smoke the entire cigar, but we give each one a fair shake because uh, a cigar is very different in the very beginning than it is, say, an inch or two inches in. You, you want the cigar to begin to warm up show what it's going to be, maybe kind of lure you in. Good cigars will get better. Uh, so if it's if it starts to, you know, evolve and get better and better, you want to keep on smoking and see where that cigar is going to take you. You know, when it comes, it's interesting because I know that you taste so many of them and, and you just mentioned, you know, the things that you are looking for in it. But there are cigar makers whose brands have similar characteristics. And I think about a Padron. Um, I may not be able to, if I took the label off of most of the top-level Padrones, and all of them are top-level, but I think you know the ones that I'm talking about in the Anniversary Series, there is going to be a similar something there. Um, how do you avoid that when you're tasting something from, say, you know, a Padron or from a Perdomo, and, and you, you try to dismiss the fact that you may know what it is? Sure. If if you do sense familiarity, you try to just take that out of the equation. You don't want to, you don't want to let your preconceived notions get in the way of your rating. So if, if you do taste something that you, oh, I think this might be a, uh, as soon as I start thinking that in my head, I just take that out of my my mind altogether. I just want to see what that cigar tastes like, um, give it some tasting notes, uh, decide whether I think it's good, bad, great, horrible. Uh, check the burn, check the draw, and these are all made by hand. So. Even though it might be the same cigar was rated before and got a 90-point score, it might not score 90 points again because of, you know, different cons- consistencies or inconsistencies in the in the manufacturing process. It's the cigar makers that are able to make that great cigar over and over again, a consistent cigar that really shine, and the, the ones that you see getting those high scores over and over again. And those are the kind of cigars, you mentioned top 25, those are the kind of cigars that end up making it to our top 25 and doing well on our top 25, which is a whole other taste that we do at the end of the year. It's interesting, the top, the, the number 25 cigar of the year is the Undercrown Churchill by Drew Estate, and 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 then you go up to the Tatuaje and then the La Flor Dominicana Double Ligero Lancero. For 20, 25 versus 26, how close was that margin? It gets pretty close, you know. A lot of times, it's uh, it's fractions of a point to, to see who makes it and who doesn't, and to see what position a person gets. You know, you see the final score that we we give on there, but there, you know, when we're doing these averages, uh, doing the the decision making process, you know, there's some that are just a fraction of a point better than others. So it's uh, it, it does get pretty close in certain uh, positions, and sometimes it's not so close. Sometimes the uh, the one at the number one spot is uh, head and shoulders above all the others, and it's an easy consideration sometimes it's uh, it's really tight and there's a lot of decision making a lot of re-smoking that goes into it at what point and i'm going to jump back into into some of the numbers but at what point once you have rated the cigar do you start to find out who the cigar is by and a little bit more about the manufacturer's story on that cigar it actually comes quite late i mean i'm smoking cigars right now for the uh for the march april issue of cigar aficionado I probably have about uh, 15 more to go before I'm done with that particular taste test. So I'm not going to know what the identity of these cigars that I'm smoking is for uh, several weeks. Uh, and after I finish the, the 15 or so that I have left in the, uh, the initial round of this test, uh, before I know the identities, we'll have uh, re-smokes. Uh, sometimes the, you know, the, 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 the tasters we have in a cigar are far apart. If they are, we uh, hand it out to more tasters. Um, and we have to do more smoking, so it's it's going to be some time before we know exactly what's going to what what the backstory is. Who the, it's going to be some time before the the uh, the bands come off and the the identities are revealed. It's so a lot of times I smoke a, I smoke a great cigar, <laughs> and I don't know what the heck it is until <laughs> weeks later, which God. in some ways is frustrating. Uh, it just sounds like a tough life, David. Just a tough life. Uh... <laughs> I'm not complaining. Clay. I'm not complaining. <laughs> so. And I think the process that that you have spelled out to us does eliminate the possibility of lobbying on the part of some of the people close to the cigar brands because you can honestly say, hey, you know, these things have a number. I don't know what I'm smoking. So, you know, it, it, it serves no purpose to lobby me in favor of what your brand is, correct? 
Oh sure, I mean they can lobby all they want. It doesn't doesn't make any it doesn't make a bit of difference. And what we do, as I mentioned, how sometimes cigar makers come and visit us here at the office, come down to the cigar lounge. We always make it a point to show you know some of the cigars that we have when we have cigars lined up for a blind tasting. Uh, it, it always bears repeating to show people who actually come here what we do. We've done videos on this. Uh, we've written about it over and over again, but it's it's always good just to show. Hey, look, here's you know here's here's my my tasting drawer in the walk-in humidor. Here's the cigars that are lined up. Here's the generic bands. You know, if you ever go to like a office supply store like a Staples, fire, file folder labels. Cigar Vishnow is probably one of the world's biggest purchasers of file folder labels because that's what we use to to reband cigars. Uh, and it's nice for them to see the process and understand how it works. When you look at the top 25, could you pull someone or maybe a couple of cigars out of there that you say, wow, this is, this is a surprise. It's a brand new up-and-comer that made it into the top 25. Yeah, there's a couple in here that are uh, that make for, I think they all make for good stories, but a couple that really stand out in particular. The uh, Villagrill of Florida Inclan, Robusto. Uh, is really a good story. Villiger is a company that's been around for an enormous amount of time, very long history of making cigars, but most of that history has been in making machine-made cigars, European-style dry-cured cigars, and they're a titan of that industry. You know, they make, uh, I, I would assume they make billions of those. Uh, they're somewhat newer to the world of, they're much newer to the world of premium hand-rolled cigars. And this La Florida Inclan Robusto uh, made in the Dominican Republic, uh, Ecuador wrapper, Indonesian binder, Nicaraguan Dominican filler. It's an $11 cigar, which is a pretty good bargain. Uh, ranked number 10, we gave it a score of 93 points. Uh, really a, a, a great cigar that probably isn't on the radar of a lot of people, or wasn't on the radar before we published this rating. And it's a good story. Uh, it's, it's nice to see a, a company that has such a long and storied history of making uh, a very different type of cigar do so well in uh, in this premium top end segment of the market. And what was the other one? You said there were there were a couple of them in there. Sure, the uh, the Placencia Almafuerte Generation Five. The Placencias most cigar smokers know as uh, being one of the biggest growers of tobacco in all of Central America, and they've been operating for generations, but really on the farming level and. Also on the manufacturing side, but really making uh, cigars for other people. Uh, all t- big brands, small brands, all types of brands in between. And they really uh, made it a point to, to make a special cigar with their own name on it uh, about a year ago. And they came out with this Placencia Almaforte Generation 5, which is a Salomone style, big, long figurado, about 7 inches long, 58 ring gauge at its fattest. Nicaraguan Pearl, all Nicaraguan tobacco. This is not a cheap cigar. It's a $22 cigar, but boy, it is a, it is a whopper, delicious, fantastic smoke. And it's really uh, kind of cool to see the Placentias coming into the uh, to this part of the cigar business, putting their name on a cigar in such a big way and having such a good good uh, score. Again, this is a 93-point cigar, number nine on our top 25, uh, performed well uh, again and again to really stand out. Uh, it's one of those big, bold ones. It's got a lot of leather flavor, cocoa little toast. It's a nice smoke. And if you buy it, it actually has uh, one of the cooler looking packages. Not that that played any role in the rating or the, or the process at all, but once the bands are off, you see the cigar box top flips over. It actually has a built-in ashtray, which is somewhat unique wow. in the business. It's yeah. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always notice that, and because I'm, I've, I've been a longtime subscriber to the magazine, even before uh, getting to know and talking with you, and I always notice that you never go overboard on Cubans. And there are, from time to time, Cuban cigars that make the top, uh, the top five. I think the Monte Cristo number two was number one three or four years ago, and then the Bahique was in there maybe that same year or the year after. This year... Uh, the Boulevard Bellicoso Fina is is uh, is in there. First, your philosophy on Cuban cigars making it into the selection process, and then you know what you feel. How do you avoid uh, overdoing that? Well, you know we've rated Cuban cigars since the beginning. They are the, in many people's eyes, the gold standard of cigars. Uh, handmade cigars were were born in Cuba. And when Cigar Visionado started, the Cubans didn't want their cigars rated alongside non-Cubans, and a lot of the non-Cuban manufacturers were afraid to be rated next to Cubans because of that legend of Cuba. And again, when the bands come off, when you don't know where the cigar is made, 
sometimes the Cubans are best, but oftentimes they are not. They they have won Cigar of the Year three times. You mentioned the Bihique, you mentioned the Monte Cristo number two, the Boulevard Royal Corona, also was named Cigar of the Year back in the day. And actually, going into this tasting, uh, a Cuban cigar had the highest rating of the year. Um, Cohiba Esplendido was the highest rated cigar. We gave it 95 points in a regular taste test, which is a monster score from us. But that cigar, you'll notice, uh, does not appear on our top 25. It was a candidate for the top 25. We put it in, uh, but it just didn't do well enough. <clears throat> excuse me, it didn't do well enough to to merit a place in the top 25, let alone uh, a high place in the top 25. You know, it's, it's it's interesting. The, maybe the best I've had a lot of of, of great cigars. Uh, I enjoy most everything that I, I I get to smoke, and I'm not of the opinion that the only really really good cigars come from Cuba. I think that there are lots of cigar producers who can put together a blend that'll be just as delicious, just as long lasting. Having said that, man, I have a love affair with the Bihique that is unsurpassed. <laughs> And I was sitting with Hamlet Paredes. He was here for an event uh, last year, and we were talking about that. And he said it's one of the only cigars that I think he said uses five long fillers on the inside Good, of it. Uh, it sounds about right. They use a leaf called Medio Tiempo, which grows at the top of some but not all tobacco plants, which uh, a lot of the Cubans say uh, adds that distinctive flavor. But he gave a great uh, especially in our ratings, the 52 and the 54, the two smaller ones. We, we yes. haven't been as fond of the, of the 56. Uh, but Bahikis have been very hard to find. Uh, I don't think we rated a single Bahike in all of 2017. And, of course, you have to be rated to, to be able to make it into the top 25. Bahikis just, uh, Bahikis just uh, are in very limited supply around the world right now. They're, they're, they've been having some crop difficulties with that particular cigar, and you just don't see as many of them. Um, uh, as as demand uh, would call for, so it, it's a hard find. But they, when you do find them, uh, especially those fifty twos and those fifty fours, they man, they are great cigars. I've, I've, cigars. I've got a fifty four uh, taking up a little space among the cigars in my humidor right now. And you know, somebody asked me one time, "Is there any special occasion to have a, a great cigar?" And my answer is always the next one. That could be. <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, life's too short to hoard anything. Enjoy the good stuff, you know. Uh, you know, what, what do you think about, well, you know, I want to go back to something because we, didn't, we talked about this last year and then I finally got to enjoy the cigar. Last year's number one was the Andalusian Bull by Lito Gomez. And it is so difficult to find now because he has decided not to change what his timeline was on producing those. And it's just made the demand even greater, in my opinion. I talked to retailers here. What are your thoughts on what he's doing with that cigar? And then talk a little bit about the interview that y'all did that I encourage people to go find on your website. Well, I think he's doing the absolute right thing. He's not changing the way he makes that cigar. He's not uh, increasing the production in a dramatic way. And that is the sign of a classic and talented cigar maker. Uh, Lito Gomez does it right. He realizes that if he tries to uh, all of a sudden meet the tremendous demand for the Andalusian Bull that resulted from our, our number one ranking in uh, last year, uh, that it would just ruin the cigar. And uh, he's not going to jeopardize uh, his name uh, in the, in the uh, history that he's built up over more than 20 years uh, by increasing the production at a level that he can't handle. And I think that's the way to do it. Uh, that's what you want to see. A great cigar takes a lot of time to make. Uh, it's very hard to increase production at a, a rapid clip, especially of a cigar like that. I mean, it's a massive smoke. You know, it has uh, it occurs like you wouldn't believe. It's very, all cigars are hard to make. That cigar is damn hard to make. Yeah. And he only has a couple of people who are capable of rolling a cigar that, that way. So that said, uh, you're, it, 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 I, I am sad that people can't all smoke the Andalusian Bull, but uh, you know I'm, I'm glad that he's not uh, not uh, you know succumbing to temptation to try to make more of those. It is a hard find, admittedly. I, you know what? I agree with you a hundred percent. I enjoy it when I find it, and I am often disappointed when there is, is a cigar that I enjoy, and then over time something about it begins to lack, and I think that's. People wanting to stay with the demand and the quality suffers. And I, you know, I won't, but I could name some that have been like that. So I do, first of all, the shape of the cigar is amazing. 
and the flavor and strength. And, you know, he's known as the king of the Super Ligeros. He makes cigars that'll put you on your backside. And I like the fact that he is sticking to that quality. What do you find is a common ethic among the top level of cigar makers? Really, it's uh, don't rush it, uh, sticking to your guns, going with what you believe in. All of these great cigar makers, when I tour their factories, they they all also have enormous inventories of, of old tobacco, aged tobacco. Uh, cigar makers uh, collect tobacco like uh, like I used to collect baseball cards as a kid. You know, they, they all want to show off what they have, and they know that that's the secret to being able to make a great cigar on a consistent basis. You can't just go to the the aged tobacco store and you know pick out the the old leaf that you want. You've got to you know buy it, hold on to it, age it yourself, and really maintain that inventory in order to make great cigars. It's a, it's a very tough business model. If you wanted to get into the business today, you know it would take an enormous amount of time to uh, build up uh, the the type of inventories that you need to make great cigars. And emulating some of these legendary producers, Fuentes, uh, the Padrones. It, it's, it's just not going to be done. I mean, you're talking about companies that have been around, in the case of the Fuentes, more than 100 years, in the case of the Padrones, more than 50 years. Uh, very, very hard to, to emulate what those people do. Uh, and a great cigar maker holds on to good tobacco, makes a cigar the same way, uh, does it consistently, and does not rush the process. That's what makes them good. The, the number one cigar of 2017 was the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Eye of the Shark, and it is a really, really smooth smoke. Let's talk about that cigar and what made it number one. Uh, what you said, that cigar is a, is a blockbuster. The, the flavors are extraordinary. It's a cigar that gets better and better as you, as you smoke it. Uh, crafted by hand, uh, using tobaccos that have been carefully aged. The Fuentes won't tell me how old those tobaccos are, but I know there's <laughs> old tobacco inside. They always use old tobacco in a Don Carlos, and the Eye of the Shark is kind of just a special Don Carlos, so a special cigar among special cigars. Uh, it's a great deal at the suggested retail price, twelve twenty-five. It's hard to find at that suggested retail price, even before we named it number one. Uh, you know, people tend to sell it for a little more money, um, but it, it, boy, it's a, it's a beautiful smoke. You know, that Cameron wrapper, a really dark, alluring Cameron wrapper. They say it's all Dominican on the inside. Uh, really, really nice smoke. I mean, I, I've, I've smoked a ton of them, uh, you know, both for the lead up to this top 25 process. And since it's been named number one, uh, I've smoked a fair number of them and they just do not disappoint. I actually just smoked one over the weekend, uh, with a couple of friends and it was uh, just a pleasure to uh, enjoy that cigar. They really knocked it out of the park with that one. No question. I had one last Thursday at an event at one of the local cigar establishments here in town, and you're right about the price. I can't find it uh, under $18 anywhere around here. I think it, 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 it averages nineteen fifty at a couple of the places here. But you know what? It's you're not going to spend that on a bunch of cigars, and from time to time, when you get one that that's good, that's this good, like that one is, I don't really mind. You know, I want to talk a little bit about the magazine and the the ratio, the balance that you strike with it. I can't tell you how many people, David, have come into my office and taken slips out of magazines that are in my waiting room to get a subscription or ladies who've said, oh, my husband would love this magazine and, and have gotten it. A friend of mine just subscribed last week, got back going again. And when people ask me about it, I tell them, you know, it's about great cigars, but there are there are lifestyle stories in this magazine that are also interesting. So talk a little bit about the Cigar Aficionado magazine be, beyond cigars. And then how do you balance other things in every publication? Well, certainly. It's a magazine that's originally meant for cigar smokers, people who like a great cigar, and all the finer things in life that go around it. That said, as you pointed out, we do always put stuff in there that would appeal to people who don't smoke cigars. Our, our top 25 issue, as uh, you, you've been mentioning, our Jan Feb issue, which is on newsstands now, the cover story is uh, about the movie Animal House, which is celebrating 40 years this year. And that movie has nothing to do with cigars. There's barely a cigar in it. Uh, but that's a movie that uh, I love. The owner can, of the magazine. Can Marvin you Shank believe loved. it? Can you believe it? Forty years. <laughs> no, it makes, me, makes me feel old. I can't believe it's forty years old. 
And we, we started talking about this, and we put our cover writer, Marshall Fine, on this project, and he did a wonderful job interviewing people who were in the movie, the director, all, all types of people surrounded by it, to really come up with a, a comprehensive story about the, why Animal House is such a great comedy and why it's maintained itself uh, for so long. Uh, you know, it was Kevin Bacon's first movie. Uh, it was John Belushi's probably greatest film. Uh, there, there were so many things about that movie that were uh, that stand out, and we were getting some great uh, letters from readers. Some one reader wrote us about our editorial on uh, Apple taking away our app, and said, you know, I can't believe they're doing that. I'm I'm against they're doing that. But I read Cigar Vision, and by the way, I don't like cigars, but I love your other stories. <laughs> so it's always interesting to get a, a letter from a reader like that who enjoys the other things in the magazine. Plus, this issue also has, uh, we always do a golf story, as a, a profile on Scotty Cameron, the putter maker. There's a great story about going on safari, uh, not just the traditional, you know, see a lion uh, safari, uh, you know, see the big five. You know, safaris involving, like, you know, uh, seeing a blue whale or seeing a gorilla in Rwanda or uh, uh, seeing the polar bears. Really, uh, from a cigar aficionado standpoint, you know, from the, and by that I mean, you know, doing it in a very luxurious way, you know, staying in top-tier resorts. That's, that's what we try to do. We try to, you know, uh, show our readers how to live the good life, uh, find the finest cars, the finest trips, the greatest golf experiences. And then we also try to have, uh, and this is a different issue for us with Animal House on the cover, but typically our cover feature is a celebrity most of which uh, would enjoy a great cigar. Interesting stories about uh, people living the good life. The pictures and the safari story are just absolutely breathtaking. Uh, and and that, that's often the case with some of the resort pictures. I mean, it's, it really takes you into the place and gives you the opulent uh, you know, atmosphere that I think you know, people aspire to have and that, that many get to enjoy. Well, that's the idea. I mean, I like to say that nobody reads Cigar Vishnana because they have to. They read Cigar Vishnana because they want to. And part of that experience is seeing these beautiful pictures. We're part of people's very valuable leisure time. I like to imagine the typical reader might be reading uh, this magazine uh, while smoking a cigar, whether it's out in the deck or in a smoking room like I'm in right now, or just at some moment when there's some time to reflect and relax. And we want to just be part of that person's enjoyable time. And we all have uh, too little downtime in this world, so we're trying to make people happy while they're reading our magazine. Take them away a little bit. Uh, the world's too damn busy. We want yeah. to have them enjoy themselves for a little while. Very, very well said. You know, one of my highlights of last year was getting uh, the publication about the kickoff of the NFL season and then going through the memory section in the back of the magazine. And, hell, I made it into Cigar Aficionado. How about that, huh? <laughs> well, you deserve a place in there. You're such a fan of the magazine, and you're, you're living the good life of a Cigar Aficionado. So happy to have you in there. <laughs> well, you know, it, it was it was so great. It's for, and, and it was in conjunction with a fundraiser that I do every year for military vets. Actually, it's for organizations that support and help military vets. And uh, Taya Kyle, the widow of Chris Kyle, who was uh, talked about and featured in the movie American Sniper, was here, and she actually got to enjoy a cigar in that magazine with me. Uh, Christian Iroa has been sending cigars to the event for the last three years. This will be the fifth anniversary of the fundraiser. I can't believe it's been five years already, and uh, we're going to get him involved again. And, man, I... I so appreciate the support that you guys have given, and that was as cool as hell to see to to be in a publication that I enjoy so much. Well, well, thank you for doing what you do. There's, uh, you know, supporting our veterans is such a noble thing. That's uh, it's a wonderful thing that you do, and thank you for doing it. Well, two two final things here because I know that you're very busy and are in in the midst of what you're doing, and I'll end. Well, actually, three things quickly here. Talk about the passing of a couple of cigar titans in the fourth quarter of last year. You know, we lost a couple of legends of the business. Uh, very sad for the industry. Uh, we lost uh, Jose Orlando Padron, the uh, founder of Padron Cigars, uh, who passed away at the age of uh, 91. Uh, a great man who I had the pleasure of visiting uh, many times, both in Nicaragua and Miami. Uh, and and it, very sad to see him go. I mean, he lived a wonderful life. He was 91. Uh, but boy, that uh, that man did so many great things for this business. Made so many great cigars. Created a, a company that uh, has made top cigar after top cigar. Padrones have been named Cigar of the Year a record three times. 
their number they had the number two cigar of the year this year. Right. Their, uh, theory 1926, number two Bellicoso. Uh, wonderful smoke. And then soon after he passed, we lost Gilberto Oliva, the patriarch of Oliva Cigar, uh, which actually is our number three cigar of the year, the right. Serie V. Right. And another master of the business, uh, who j- just an amazing talent, you know, who uh, traveled the world uh, after leaving Cuba, finally setting up a business in Nicaragua, uh, again, creating a wonderful cigar company. You talk about two companies that are at the top of the game. Oliva and Padron, hard to find better than that. Uh, so this, the, 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 someone said, you know, heaven is a, a smokier place with you know, two great <laughs> legends of the business enjoying fine cigars up there. Indeed. And just, uh, it's just sad to see these gentlemen uh, pass on. But boy, they left behind wonderful companies that are uh, run by their sons and they're in uh, their families and they're in great shape. And they, they will endure and carry on these lessons uh, from their fathers. Well, and it it was really sad and just so wonderful to see that those companies were honored because you're right, they both make premium cigars. That Oliva Serie V was the number one cigar of the year two years ago or three years ago, I guess now. And, sure, 2014, and, yes. Yeah, and so it was just, it was amazing. I want to ask you, I'll, I'll end with something positive, but before then, uh, in the editor's note, you talk about what Apple did uh, and how it relates to getting information from a cigar uh, for a cigar user. For those who haven't yet picked up the publication, enlighten us. What what what's the story there? Sure, we have an app called Where to Smoke, which helps cigar lovers find cigar friendly places. There are fewer and fewer places that allow you to smoke a cigar, so the app is uh, kind of essential for travelers. Uh, to find either cigar lounges, cigar bars, retail operations with lounges, um, just finding a place where you can enjoy a good smoke. And we had it available on the Apple uh, Apple App Store as well as in other ways, too. It's also available on our website, CigarVishnata.com. But uh, we were informed by Apple that they were removing us from their App Store because they found us in violation of their policy, uh, which they found us to be a, an app that promotes a tobacco product. And, you know, sure, of course, we pr- promote a place to have a good cigar. Now, we don't just sit back and let things happen to us. We lobbied against this. We got on the phone with Apple. Uh, we fought pretty hard, but we were not able to save the app. And the thing that really disturbed us was they we asked about marijuana apps because they have several apps that promote the use of marijuana, finding, you know, places where you can get medical marijuana, that type of thing. And they said that that does not violate their policy. So we're living in a wow. day and age where, yeah, where an app that promotes the use of marijuana is welcome in the Apple App Store, but not our app that will sh- uh, will send you to a cigar lounge where, you know, youth are not allowed. Uh, cigars are legal in all 50 states, last I checked. Uh, it's a strange, strange world. Now, they, they're not getting rid of our app. They can't uh, prohibit you from using the app, but it's out of their app store. You can still get it on our website. You can still get it if you're on an Android. But it's just a, it's a sad day for that. And we wrote an, uh, an editorial about it. We've had a wonderful reader response. Uh, just a lousy uh, position by Apple, in my opinion. I agree with you 100% about that. Um, you know, when people, I don't think people who don't enjoy cigars understand the camaraderie, the process, and everything that goes into the cigar experience. It isn't just a habit. Look, if it's if it's 25 degrees here, which is considered really cold down here, I'm not going outside to light a cigar. And and I actually don't want to light one if I can't enjoy it and and really really feel what I'm what I'm in, what I'm having with it. Um, talk about that a little bit because it is different for a cigar smoker or enthusiast versus, say, something else? Sure. Most people who don't smoke cigars probably don't understand. It's very different from smoking a cigarette. You're right. Uh, the cigar smoker, you don't find the cigar smoker huddled outside in the cold taking a cigar break uh, in the middle of the day. It, it, it's not what it's all about. People who smoke cigars smoke them slowly. Uh, they want to relax. They they smoke them because they enjoy the taste. Uh, we just did a poll on our website, cigarvisionado.com asking something we really knew the answer to, but it's just good to reinforce when you smoke, do you inhale? 92-plus percent said, of course, they don't inhale. It's not about, it's not about you don't taste in your lungs, you taste in your mouth. People Correct. puff on cigars. Right. Uh, 
and yeah, they, it's. It, I, I smoke more cigars than just about anybody. But I, you know, I take breaks. There are days when I don't want to smoke a cigar. I don't have to smoke a cigar. I sometimes take the weekends off. Sometimes I go a week or so without having a cigar. Whatever it is, it's. Uh, I don't wake up. <laughs> I don't wake up first thing in the morning and say, "My God, I've got to smoke that cigar." It's, it's, it's not like that. Uh, it's. It's something I, I do because I want to do it and I enjoy it. And the, our readers are that way. We have readers who consider themselves cigar smokers. They might only have a cigar once a month or a couple times a year. Uh, they don't do it all the time. Then we have readers who enjoy them on a more frequent basis. Yeah, but, I, would, uh, I would fall into that category on the more on the, the on the more yeah. on the more frequent basis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, there's nothing like you know. I travel a lot, and and I enjoy going into other cities and and finding uh, some of the places that people go to enjoy a great cigar. Uh, I was I was we were talking via email. I think uh, the first time I went to Shelley's in D.C., I really enjoyed that place. Uh, I was out west last summer and found a place there. And then you just find people that you've never met before. And within 10 minutes of having a cigar, you're sitting there and swapping stories about your kids and your family and what's going on. And it's just wonderful. Everywhere I go, I find that. Uh, they're, they're conversation stars. They, you know, you, you're right. You, you go to a cigar lounge, you end up making friends. Uh, you go to one of our big smokes, uh, you end up uh, bumping into people that are like-minded. And uh, it, it's, it's a big social event. You know, Cigars uh, get the conversation going. It's one of the things I like about them. I think I'm going to try to make the big smoke in Vegas this year because uh, I've not done it. I need to. Finally here, last thing. Uh, in, uh, in the previous edition, you had Michael Jordan on the cover. Fantastic story. Uh, the video of the interview between he and Marvin was unbelievable. I find him to be maybe the most fascinating celebrity of maybe the last 50 years because of how his name is so pervasive in so many areas, even outside of sports. What was that day like? And uh, talk a little bit about his uh, his opinion of cigar smoking. And, and if you haven't gotten that publication, listen, go get it. But talk about that. MJ over at Cigar Aficionado. Oh, boy, that was a great day. I was down there for the interview. Uh, Michael Jordan, terrific, great ambassador of cigars, loves cigars, loves golf. You know, he pl plays golf just about every day, smokes cigars just about every day. He was wonderful in that interview. Uh, great opinions about the state of sport. Uh, he talked about, you know, legends of the game, both of basketball, of golf. You know, very interesting comparisons. Who's the greatest of all time, Tiger or Nicholas? Uh, then he talked about, you know, who's the greatest of all time in basketball. How do you make that comparison? He, man, I could, I could listen to Michael Jordan talk all day long. And uh, to just sit, to sit there and have a window into that conversation was uh, was truly a great experience. I, uh, I think that all came across in the page. It's uh, of all the, the Q and A's we published, uh, I'm uh, exceptionally proud of that one. I think it's a, a heck of a cover package. It was uh, the, the 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 cover and highlight of our 25th anniversary uh, issue, uh, our December issue of 2017. Uh, that was a big deal for us. And uh, those videos, as you mentioned, are still available on our website. And seeing Marvin smoking cigars with Michael Jordan, hearing them talk and really get comfortable <laughs> with one another. <laughs> it, it, it's one part enlightening and two, it's also a lot of fun. They, they have a good time with one another. I think that shows. Hey, listen, when Marvin dropped the first F-bomb, you could see in MJ's <laughs> eyes, it was like game on because Mike, Mike dropped in succession about two within 30 seconds right after that. It was as funny as hell to watch. Uh, I really, really enjoy that. I think that he is so fascinating because he's so competitive and so laser focused. I think we're starting to see the same thing in Tom Brady, right? I admire and appreciate greatness because it doesn't come along very often. And this gave us a chance to see him in a different light because, man, he was enjoying having those cigars. And it appeared that they were enjoying a nice libation with it. Uh, that 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 is true. That, that is true. They they had a very good time, and uh, they spent a lot of time together. You know, times these celebrities are uh, they're they're they, they're very careful with their time. They're guarded in their answers, and they want to just get in, get out, and do what they have to do. Michael Jordan was not like that. That was a lengthy uh, conversation, and. Uh, a lot of time together. A lot of cigars were smoked that day. <laughs> it was a it was a heck of a time. <laughs> well, listen, folks, if you have not subscribed to the magazine, I encourage you to do so. You can learn more online at cigaraficionado.com. It is listen, if guys, if you enjoy the good life, 
This is your playbook. You got to get it. And look, I pay for mine. David, they don't send them to me free. I buy mine. I get them at the house. I get them at the office. And I enjoy it every time it comes. And the one at the office never makes it out to the coffee table until I read it first. And that's just the way it goes. Uh, so, Dave, any, how can people follow you on social media? Oh, sure. I'm on, uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, at, at, at David Savona on Twitter. Uh, same handle on Instagram and Cigar Vishnado, uh, Cigar Fic Mag on Twitter, Cigar Fic Mag on Instagram. Uh, our guys are posting every day to keep you up uh, up to date on, on the world of Cigar Vishnado, what we're doing over here. Glad to hear that. All right. Uh, hang on there, Dave. We'll take a quick break and come right back. This is Dr. Mary Catherine Roderick, and I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107 three mobile app. This is the Clay Young Show on podcast225.com. Man, so great, so great. You know, I'm thinking about going to the Big Smoke in Miami this year. Thinking about it. It's a big event. The one in Vegas is later this year. The one in Miami is in March. And Dave was telling me off air a little bit about the logistics of what that will look like. So I am excited about that and pretty close to closing the deal on making that trip. And again, want to remind you that Smoke em If You Got Em, the fifth anniversary is taking place on Sunday, May 22nd at Ben 70, Sunday, May 20th, that is Sunday, May 20th at Ben 77 in Perkins Row in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We will announce when tickets go on sale online and when you can buy it and be in the place and get a chance to meet Taya Kyle, the widow of Chris Kyle, uh, who the foundation is named after, the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. And lots of information about that is still to come. A new title sponsor. It's going to be great. And we possibly will feature a different cigar this year, uh, meeting with Justine at Don Juan Cigar Company in Baton Rouge about it. So, Really, really looking forward to it. And, you know, it's going to be here before you know it, the way time just blows by. So I hope that you will be there. Listen, you can email me if you've got questions about that event or anything else with the podcast. My email address is clay at podcast225.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at clayyoungbr. Or you can follow me on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash Clay. Young, And I look forward to talking with you next week when our guest will be a police officer who is doing a pretty phenomenal thing. And she is an amazing person. And you will hear from her on the next edition of The Clay Young Show here on Podcast225.com. Have a great one. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.